Hello, and welcome to episode 30 of the Coin Press Podcast. I'm Luke Willis. Today, I am joined by Ronan Sanford, the man behind Etherplay and Conquest. Welcome, Ronan. Hi. Uh, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Excited to talk about this today. So the topic of the day is, of course, Etherplay and Conquest and understanding what you've built and, and um, how you got to where you are. Uh, but more broadly, we're talking about crypto native games. Um, so before we get into Etherplay, Conquest, and your specific work, can you give uh, just a brief intro on what is a crypto native game? Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, I, I think it's still up to to us to decide really what it is, but is uh, at its core is a kind of um, you, a game that uses blockchain at its core. I would say, like, uh, and uh, so usually it means that all the meaningful action, even all the action, happen on chain. So then you can have um, all the benefit of on-chainness, which means like interoperability. Um, permanence um, and kind of, yeah, kind of use that in a way that uh, was not really possible before. Yeah, kind of that uh, the idea so there is a lot of potential. I mean, um, but yeah, um, so I guess maybe, maybe it's interoperability, permanence um, and permissionless, permissionlessness, which means like anybody can join, which introduces, of course, interesting challenges um, because you, you, you have to, to let everyone in means you have to make sure your game scale on on, on that uh, on that scale for that. Um, but it could also mean less. I mean, some have used the term to mean just a, a game that runs on chain and that is not permanent and is not permissionless, but still benefit from interoperability or at least um, openness of, of the code to to some extent. So yeah, kind of. I, I don't want to make a strict definition because i think sure. we are uh we will probably change over time yeah yeah that's fair i think there's probably a lot of different potential game design of building you know everything on chain and only having the the game client itself be um off chain but then it's it's about the the diversity of of optionality right where anybody can come in and create their own client copy yours modify it um modify the game on chain and it's all open and on chain so cool um so for you then you you started etherplay back in the day uh on ethereum uh before the crypto kitties craze and uh we're, we're developing games on ethereum back in the day can you tell us a little more about uh your your journey there why you started etherplay the types of games you were working on at the time and and just kind of more about your your story yeah sure yeah so uh so yeah it's what like uh i remember uh back in the day so i was working as a game developer in a casual game like company on doing mobile games uh but then at some point for some reason i uh found the ethereum website uh, and I remember it was like the far west kind of style, and it was written in some documentation like uh, that you can build unstoppable application. And as a game developer, for me, it was build unstoppable games. Uh, and I realized, yeah, what can, can the, yeah, okay, of course, it's, that sounds actually possible. It's crazy. And so for me, it was like the dream from that day was to build uh, this kind of game that 
benefit from the blockchain, which means they are they are permanent. You just launch them. That's it. It's uh, it's their own their own universe. Basically, you can create universe inside our universe. I think it was it's funny because that I've been thinking about universe creation. You know, as a physicist experiment, like creating this, <laughs> yeah. this interesting stuff being done. Uh, but then it turned out like maybe it's actually that's not the path to go. Is to go through computer and Bitcoin uh, being the first, basically. Um, and so, yeah, so, but then I didn't have time for, to look deeper Then I, it's in, only, so is, that was, I think, in the 2015, but it's only in March 2016 that I went back again to Ethereum by, again, by chance. And then this time I said, okay, I need to, to focus uh, on this. I need to do something. Uh, and so I realized, I, I realized quickly that my dream was not actually possible, but actually it's funny because uh, Conquest today could run <laughs> with the price of before could run very well, uh, yeah. but obviously I think it, you have to think uh, you have to kind of change the mentality of what game you can make. But I realized okay, so that's expensive, and so what can I do today that will work and that will have a nice user experience? Uh, and so it 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 turned out that I was working on something else at the same before discovering Ethereum. So I was in this casual game industry where. To me, as a game designer, like it was like always, um, you had to to make a trade-off uh, for the business model. So you were not designing anymore the game just for the player. You had to design to make money out of this, and and so there was a conflict between the experience in game and uh, the thing making money. And I was looking at uh, skill games. So idea that a bit like arcade machine, but even arcade actually arcades have interesting also the same issue because they need to make you they need to make the game hard. So you keep putting coins to continue playing. So I mean, it's there's probably always a bit of business model affecting the game. But sure. I wanted to find a, a route, a different route, and I was looking at skill games, and I was I wanted to just make simple skill games like. Um, and there was this idea of like they put money, there is a jackpot, and then Ethereum came, and then I, 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 that's not my the path I wanted to take. As I said, I wanted to make on-chain game, but I realized, wait, that might not be possible. And and I, the more I look, the more I realized the actual skill game could be a, a great fit. So that's how Etherplay started. I decided to leave my job, but actually I couldn't for six months. So it was <laughs> I, I will remember that time where I was like, oh come on, I, I, there was some paperwork and stuff. So. Anyway, at the end, I could uh, leave safely. And in November, at that time, I already had the platform quite well designed. It was it was not much. I, I remember the server was maybe less than 2,000 lines of code. Mm -hmm. And the client was yeah, a lot more, but it was mostly the game. And then I made a quick game, and I was designing like an aster asteroid uh, type of game. Mm -hmm. That was, yeah, basically launched like in January 2017. Uh, and it was it got some traction. There was like at that time of of course the price was different, but on total there was seventy ether distributed to players through the jackpot system. Uh, and I think players enjoyed it. And of course because it was on everything was public, so we could we yeah. were still verifying. We were there was some interesting work uh, being done. Uh, I forgot the project, but that could be used today actually now. To verify and have a proof that the game was played by the rule, um, but yeah, that was funny to see uh, people playing and have the replay. They could watch the replay, uh, 
and yeah that, gotcha. that will really be started yeah very cool um yeah so so that ran for a while you made all right you distributed 70 ETH to your players and and now um you you took kind of a, a hiatus you shut down the game on ethereum um was that just because of costs and like low engagement or was there was there more to it there yeah so i mean there, i think there was two things there was i mean there was several things happening at the same time i think first we were not able to make more games quickly and updates maybe we could have keep focusing on asteroid updates and can because there was a lot of things we could do that every week different also it was important for bots we didn't have an issue with bots but technically it could be an issue down the line but uh and we we thought we could one idea was to keep updating and do stuff but yeah there was this kind of lack of uh of update and then the the price rises as well uh so the gas cost was starting to rise a bit but then in the summer of 2017 then there was the ice age we which we knew about but then there was d delays and stuff and suddenly um yeah it's um that it was almost impractical and i realized yeah and also we didn't have any funding any any money so then at the end of 2017 i needed to find a way to to continue uh doing something else and and yeah we shut down actually just before crypto kitty uh, release so that was it, okay, it would have yeah. been uh, impossible with uh, because there was a big spike as well during Tokitis, uh, and so it would not have been playable. It's funny because back at the beginning, I was re I was remembering comparing so Ethereum for Etherplay was cheaper than PayPal, a lot cheaper. Uh, but then at, at the end of 2017, it was no more the case. I think. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so now you're back and you have uh conquest is your new game and it is uh, it's running on the the gnosis chain right yeah. um so what was your motivation there i mean obviously ethereum probably too expensive for for a game of this style um but what was the motivation for building on gnosis and not you know one of the other many options out there yeah, so I think uh, the decision, it took a while to make a decision because I've been looking for L2s and stuff. Actually, Conquest, actually, funnily enough, Conquest, back back when I designed, it was designed to be running on Ethereum mainnet. Yeah. And, and the idea is actually it could still today because you could you could change the parameter and make it so expensive that it's worth the gas cost. But obviously, you are blocking people, so you you are limiting the demographics, and so in practice, yeah. probably you won't even nobody would want to join. But unless I could put you know one million in, and then suddenly there is a, a try, like a bait for other yeah. whale to come in. But so but then I, so my still my goal was to go as far as decentralized as possible. So my my plan was to go on L 2s optimism like. Uh, mm -hmm. um, but then I realized, yeah, maybe, I mean, I can't wait like they are ready or the price go down enough. So then I started to look what, which one uh, sounds good. So XDAI, which was used to be XDAI. XDAI was always my chain of choice, even back, actually before Conquest, I was also working on Eternal, another on-chain game okay. uh, that was, uh, that started on XDAI, I mean, on the, it was on like a PoA network, or like the test net of the PoA network, but the goal was to, to launch on XDAI. Uh, but then you, um, 
so I, I like this platform because it has a stable coin. So it's nice for people who who can come in, play the game and leave and have no need to worry about the price change. And also, I think the sim the really the main answer was the 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 um, uh, the cost. It was the cheapest of I mean, at EVM. So my I was only looking for EVM chain because my game was made on EVM, so the, I didn't want to re-implement for supporting other. Um, but yeah, so that's and the cost. But to be fair, maybe I, I didn't look uh, enough around. Um, but also the philosophy, I think, of XDAI in general uh, and Gnosis, the fact that Gnosis took over, also I think interesting. Uh, I think XDAI was not very good for like marketing or stuff. I mean, uh, at least, I mean, I, I, myself, I'm the same, so I can understand. <laughs> and but they, I think with Gnosis, they might maybe get a, a better chance. And they have a good. I, I like the, the uh, how do you say, like the, the timeline they have about using Ethereum 2.0, which means that down, like when they will merge, so they will do the 2.0 merge. Then there will be uh, a proof of stake chain, mm -hmm. and, and to some extent, uh, they become like as decentralized. I mean, in principle, as decentralized as as it as it can, uh, which is uh, interesting down the line. Like, uh, uh, yeah. That's kind of where I was going with them, and and then yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with it. Oh no, yeah, another parameter was Dark Forest on, on it, so mm -hmm. it was like okay, cool. I mean, there is already player uh, interested in this kind of game, like on-chain game. Maybe there is a way to like do stuff also um, with Dark Forest and Conquest. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Be interesting. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I'd love to get. Um... Gub Sheep on the podcast as well. I think uh, his or their their view on um, uh, Dark Forest and, and that would be really interesting to to hear about too. Um, but yeah, so so that we talked a lot about kind of like the plumbing, right? What how you got to where you are. Uh, but let's talk about Conquest. So can you can you tell me a little bit about the game, um, how it's designed, and and what's really the goal of, of playing Conquest? Yeah, so this game is based on a, on a game I played uh, that I, I like to play, uh, which is a, a very simple game uh, that have a closed environment, like a turn turn based game. You have a number of planets, a fixed number of planets, fixed number of players, and the goal of that game, which is not conquest, another game, is is to conquer all the planets. Mm. And what it does is that when you every turn you earn some spaceships for each planet you have some planet produce more some have the, be, uh, be, be better defense better attack and every turn you can decide what you do with this you can send them to attack the enemy or you can send them to protect your base but when you do these actions they take a certain turn to reach the destination and nobody know where they are going except yourself so that's the basic game. And the funny thing with this game is that when you play three player, uh, at least three player, there is always an interesting scenario. Because when one takes the lead, there is only one possible strategy for the other two. They have to join forces. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, so, and, and so what happens is that they do that. But then at some point, one of the person who takes the lead, but basically, they managed to take back the, make him go 
less, but then they have to make sure that one, the other one, you are going to get the lead. So you have this very interesting diplomatic experience about that game. And that only with three, and obviously with four or five, then it becomes a bit more complex. And so my uh, the whole thing about Conquest was I realized that uh, it's a game that could really could work really well on blockchain, but you have to remove two components to make it work. You have to make it that there is no, uh, so it's, it needs to be permissionless. So anybody can join at any time. Mm. And so it means there is no limit of planet and no limit of time. And so, and of course, it, it, it brings interesting like challenges, like, okay, how do you prevent someone from creating many accounts? Uh, so this is a civil problem. Like it's like if they can create multiple accounts and every time they get a planet, they get an unfair advantage. So in Conquest, what uh, to solve this issue is that when you get a planet, you have to deposit money. So you deposit uh, die basically like dollars. Um, so each planet have different values, kind of a bit random depending of their statistics. And so by doing that, you are risking this amount uh, to participate. And so the cool thing about that is that, okay, maybe you are like a whale and you can put $1 million in the game, but it makes you risking $1 million. Like you don't get an advantage necessarily. Like it's um, your power is equal to your risk. And the, the cool thing about that is that if you are two player, in some way you are keeping your risk the same individually, but getting uh, stronger as a group. And and so Conquest be, keep this uh, aspect of diplomacy of the original game, but is uh, kind of, uh, yeah, permission. So it, yeah, that's kind of what Conquest is, I would say. In gotcha. Very interesting. So, uh, I mean, diplomacy games are, there, there's a there's a lot of them out there and they have very different design. Um, are there any games that you pulled inspiration from um, that you enjoy that, you know, really inspired conquest and how you how you built it. So I mean, by that was this, this game conquest, uh, which is like I mean, it's a K, which is based on uh, KD, like the KD game. But it's funny because when I learn about the history of that game, it's of course lots of Linux game actually clone of existing game, and it's actually a game from the seventies called oh, okay. Conquest, and itself there is an interesting history. Uh, there is a, a modern game called Galcon, uh, yeah. and on their website they describe the, the history of this type of game, and it's it's, int it's interesting. But apart from that, I mean, I think uh, to some extent, Civilization. I, I will. I I didn't put much. To be fair, like the game, I I, I try to keep it as simple as the the yeah. original video. So. So but I always uh, think about civilization, how to make, you know, like how you collaborate with other, maybe you have an avatar and maybe uh, you have like, um, you have to, to, you can make trades. And the cool thing about smart contracts, you can make them like uh, atomic. So you say, I want your, this planet, give me uh, this amount of die and maybe give, uh, break the alliance with your, this guy. And yeah, that, so there is a cool, um, uh, diplomatic screen that I can imagine uh, uh, with that, and and to, I, I never played it online. Actually, I'm keep myself I keep telling myself I need to try it. Uh, but from what I read about it, it's also an inspiration in the sense what I want Conquest to be like a place where people create their own story, mm -hmm. uh, because that's then the game 
yeah, for conquest, the game happened outside because it's a diplomatic game. The the game is just the the setting by which you you enjoy the game kind of thing. And and so I think uh, even online. But apart from that, I mean maybe every tactical. I'm a fan of tactical games, so maybe like I don't have one mine in particular, but um, that maybe affect some of this decision. But uh, sure, yeah. cool. Um, yeah, very interesting. So, so yeah, you're, so you're, um, pulling from existing games that are the same, but, but off chain, right? So what, what do you think are the main, like now that you've taken this game idea and moved it on chain, what do you think are the main, um, I mean, obviously we've talked about it being persistent and permissionless and, um, it's a, it creates new, uh, capabilities and traits for the game right by putting it on chain what do you think are some of the the challenges that come with that for players yeah i mean for conquest one of them is that the the fact that you to participate you need to to risk money in the first place like um and i think that's how conquest economy uh, is stable because you you have to put money in so there's no like uh, but but it's an issue for player because yeah they they might not want to to risk that money and then without right. knowing um and all i mean in general so the question was more in general but I, I can answer for conquest some specific issue like one of them is as a first player you need to you have no you have no introduction like you because as, actually to, to join the game you need to already make partnership you need to already know all the player because that you can't just come alone you will be just eaten by by the, the existing player gotcha so i think one issue that i need to solve is how to make sure there is like a entry point where people can meet and discuss before actually putting the money in that could solve this um uh but in general yeah maybe i mean the fact that it's on chain there is a transaction cost uh minim, minim, even if it's minimal it's still there um and so it could i mean i don't think it's so it depends like i mean people pay money to play games so it's um but apart from that maybe the one thing is the advantage technical player can have over the one uh, i think in conquest doesn't feel like that because again like it's a game of diplomacy so it's not really bots will be part of the of the ecosystem but not as a main player, because a bot won't be able to start to make diplomatic pact with humans. I mean, we are not there yet. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah. Interesting. Um, yes. So, I mean, the need to kind of establish an alliance before you even start that—that that seems like a pretty big barrier because you need to you need to know where to go, right? So, building some kind of onboarding flow where you can find <laughs> existing players who are, who want to help you get started that that would be key um so, so so you need to have some some die to cover the uh like the gas costs um are there a, other additional costs to get started or is it just gas as you play yeah so the, uh, they say like you have the, yeah you have gas uh, but then you have also the amount you put in, on the planet hmm. And so right now it's quite low. I, I was thinking to go higher, but then I wanted to launch like a, a version kind of uh, without 
too much traction at that time, so I just launched. You could you can get for two dollar, maybe ten dollar, my highest planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have to have that. But obviously, in conquest, actually, one planet is not enough if you if you want to get something. I mean, of course, it depends on the, the situation. If you have a good ally, it might, it might be good enough, but you might want to get maybe like maybe you need to spend like sixty dollar or fifty. I don't know. Yeah, okay. so it's not the insignificant. Gotcha. So, um, so, so then you, you come in, you spend 50, $60 on planets, you form an alliance and now you're in, and that's, um, that's an, that's a reasonable amount of money for people coming from like console games and PC games. You know, people are used to spending that amount on starting in on a game. Um, but I think there's a, for people who are already on blockchain that that's not a big deal. But for people coming from the outside, for whatever reason, it seems like there's a a mental block of I'm not just buying a game, I'm investing in some asset, and it, it feels riskier or or scammy. So, um, yeah, curious if if you've gotten any feedback like that, or if uh, the majority of your players are all kind of you know crypto native people. Yeah, I mean, for, for Conquest, there is no investment, there is no token like to invest and hope it go up. So, sure. Um, but yeah, there is this investment of playing. I, I think it's, I always, yeah, I, I when I started Conquest, I never, my, my intention, my goal is to not reach mass market or whatever it means, what, what, sure. whatever that means. It's more trying, because I, yeah, the fact that it's in some way poker, you know, it's not, poker is not liked by everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, uh, but it makes sense to make money to in the in the game of poker. Otherwise, you it's not a, as much fun. Uh, I mean, it breaks the, the whole thing about poker. So yeah, and I think for conquest, in some way, it's similar. It's like, I mean, obviously, your for conquest, the, the the reason for for the stake is to make it permissionless uh, and persistent. Because actually, I since uh, I launched it, like I uh, recently learned, there is a few implementation of uh, of the original game, uh, but with uh, online as well. So one of them is Solaris. I, I just found out last week, mm-hmm. and it's a Web two game, uh, open source actually, and uh, so I didn't play yet. But they, from what I read, is that they they do they do it so without stake but you have to find a certain number of players i think there is 32 player max or something like that so so it's basically not permissionless and not um persist, uh, persistent but yeah it, it has an end as well um and in that case you can enjoy that setting without money so and yeah, so conquest do bring this persistence, which obviously is very interesting in the sense of, of Eve Online, because you know you can create stories that re- that exist forever and that have outcome down the line. Uh, and oh, yeah, so you have a presence that is permanent. Um, and so for me, if, if I can explain to the players that why there is money, then maybe maybe then to realize okay, so it's yeah, of course. Um, and it makes sense. So I want to enjoy, I enjoy that that feeling that I will never get anywhere else. Then I, I put that money and maybe I lose it uh, or maybe I win some more. But yeah, obviously, um, 
Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if there is a way to make it easier. I mean, one of the, actually, I think there is a way that it will become easier, but um, for, for example, what I saw in the, in the last round, I mean, is the, the last beta and the current round, I think, to some extent, is uh, alliances that should want to acquire more players. Mm. They might be the one who will can get someone as in, like, I mean, maybe they know someone that say, okay, I can give you a bit of die. I trust you will give me back if we win uh, overall. I don't know. Maybe they are the one who will manage to solve that equation for a, um, a new players. Mm -hmm. that, will, that, that will be a great outcome for me, like having a core game where you still have the property to keep the game uh, permissionless and persistent, but then you have another layer on top that allow player to maybe not risk anything, uh, but uh, yeah, because there is an extra layer uh, system. Or, I mean, also, also conquest will. So that maybe something we can talk later about, like uh, the what there is to do next. One of them is a uh, is the idea of artifact NFT that you could find in the universe mm -hmm. and that give you uh, bonuses or or maybe even just visual one. And this one, these have an interesting aspect to it is that they they will make the game positive some. Mm -hmm. And so when you make a game positive, them suddenly the money you put, uh, even if you lose it, you might have gather things that give you something, uh, yeah, that have value. And so, yeah. But again, like me, it's maybe crypto. I don't know. I I, I cannot remove my crypto brain anymore. So <laughs> for non crypto, uh, it is always, um, yeah. I mean. The thing is that the NFT gaming scene have gave a, a bad reputation overall, and um, yeah, so I don't know. I, I, I don't, I'm not trying to get them right now. It's not my goal. <laughs> That's all right. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I mean, NFT games, you're right. They do get a bad rap, but I think inherently it's just technology, right? And yes, people speculate on it, and yes, it uh, it becomes it feels scammy to a lot of people, um, but I think uh, your your intention and the way you want to use it sounds like it's it's for good reason, right? It's adding another layer to a game that that already has planets, which I assume are are NFTs in in some way. Um, yeah, I mean it's they are technically NFTs too. Uh, it's a decision I, I had to make uh, because they are, but they are not really sellable. They are. You yeah. can go on OpenSea. I mean, on XDAI, whatever equivalent of OpenSea. Yeah. But the thing is that you should not buy there because if you are buying, you don't know that the planet is going to be captured the next second. Or, <laughs> right. So, uh, because and I, I that's why I, I call. I call most NFT game have this uh, concept of immutable ownership, uh -huh. which is good, like for an investment perspective or like a art perspective. But for a game, it's much more interesting to have non-immutable ownership, which is what Conquest is. Like you own a planet just because you have you are defending it, and right. so it might not last. But th what what it means is that when you sell it on OpenSea, then it also means like uh, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Okay, got it. So yeah, just because it's in your wallet right now doesn't mean it will be next block. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Um, cool. So I think uh, we, we've hit a lot of the the barriers that people have with coming into um, a game like this. 
but ultimately like the the game itself is it, it, it's just like a normal game but instead of having your own centralized server everything is on chain all the data all the logic and um you just have a kind of a, a thin game client where its sole purpose is to display the chain data and give people a way to talk to uh the smart contracts involved um and that seems like a really interesting uh design because it creates these these characteristics we've talked about already right where it's persistent and permissionless and um i, I think there were a couple others but <laughs> the uh interoperable, yeah. i think is the interesting yeah. one interoperable that that is a big one um I, i'm not sure everybody listening is going to actually understand that one can you uh can you explain what you mean by interoperable yeah, so basically it's mean like, I mean, you have to design the contract for it, but mm -hmm. it's basically in Conquest, practically it's, uh, everything can be delegated. So you're, you can delegate your planet to something else, so to someone else, including a, a smart contract. Sure. So in Conquest, actually, uh, you can create plugins. Uh, and right now, I, I, there is a plugin that allow you to sell your spaceships. So the, the game itself have no concept of selling. It doesn't know uh, selling. It just know I can you can send spaceship there uh, and to on behalf of some like to someone you can send it to someone and but that's it. And then so the interoperability allow uh, another smart contract which is a spaceship marketplace to take kind of control of at least to have delegation right on your planet and to basically let another player transfer your planet in exchange of uh, die or whatever. Uh, and so it's, it's, it's quite cool to see because someone could, you could sell and someone could buy uh, from you even to attack you or to, and so you can, after you have, you can create more rules. You can say, actually, I only authorize this marketplace because it enforce um, a slashing because it's actually there is a very interesting thing in, in conquest also that I made sure was um, that um, the player is always sovereign. Uh, mm -hmm. So because I've seen like for example I think in, like in Dark Forest the the alliance are mostly multi-sig. It's like or I'm, I'm I didn't play it like enough to know this uh, all this detail, but like you is then you lose kind of uh, your sovereign. Uh, sovereignty inside the game so in conquest i make sure that all the alliances allow player to remain uh, completely sovereign so when they join an alliance um the 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 way that the alliance ensure uh, a player don't break the rule is through a slashing mechanism so the player is still free to to attack the other member but then it's up to the alliance to have a slashing uh, mechanism so that's another case of interoperability like you let uh, other people build their alliance contract, and you can have interesting thing in conquest. Like you could say, okay, I create this alliance contract. Uh, if you deposit one hundred dollar to join, and only the member can buy from each other, and and so you create this special marketplace that connect to this special alliance smart contract, and he, no the outsider cannot buy from you unless. Of course, someone uh, do that, but there is a kind of 
uh, things you can build on top without, and again, like without the game actually knowing about it. And so that's why you have to have a plugin system on the front end to kind of add, also allow the player to add more UI so that mm -hmm. they can connect through these uh, things. Interesting. So yeah, it's this this type of game is is really unique in that it gives players like complete freedom as developers to to come in and modify and augment the game how they see fit really um with with that like <laughs> that creates very interesting strategic elements and um you know innovation creates opportunity within the game and so for for you uh, like typically people develop games as you know at least to some extent a business right they want to make a little bit of money off of it even if it's just a, a side project or a hobby um with conquest are you making any money or is this all like owned by the players at this point and uh you know all the values on chain between them so yeah right now like there is yeah no no return for conquest but i've thought about that quite a lot actually uh initially and i think the one idea the one idea and that's still the one um kind of the there's few options on that mm -hmm. aspect one of them so uh, conquest is like you deposit a stable coin uh and that stable coin stay and be, can be captured and i don't want to change that this value decrease over time um and but uh, what I so that what I envision is that when you deposit this die, it's actually being uh, injected in a, something like yearn, which will generate yield, and that yield will go uh, to to Etherplay basically. Um, and I didn't implement it that yet. So right now the die is just die uh, stuck somewhere without any yield. But that could. But the, the thing is that the more uh, the more I realize, the more I realize the scale at which the game need to be to get enough money is quite high. And so I've, I started to think, what if we did a token uh, and the token, so obviously you have this issue of like um, uh, the value of the token changing, mm -hmm. but at the same time, you you can create uh, a representation of the value that Conquest as a project give. And the cool thing about on-chain-ness is that you, can, you have a property that you can use for your token. And so one, one of them I was exploring is the ability to reward as as long as you put money into the game you are rewarded and so something no the non-on-chain game cannot do unless of course they have issue with like because centralized server can be hacked so you can't you have so many issues that you don't have uh, with the on-chain game and so what you could do yeah you could simply reward a player for playing and 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 actually conquest have that because of the stake deposited so the fact that you to place the conquest you have to risk money imply that you are playing sure. because if you are not playing of course someone is going to capture your your the money you put in mm. so we have kind of a, a proof of play uh, by having that risk involved and so by having that we can reward people who risk and so there is so i've been exploring that i'm i think i'm i wanted to at some point i was ready to go yeah that's that's a way to go but i've been thinking a bit more i think i need more time whether i go with that token approach or i stay with a, a stable coin and there is also put potential funding through so the community have been asking for avatars and i mm -hmm. think it makes sense as i mentioned before 
in a setting like uh, civilization where you you meet other you might want to have that avatar representing you and so they um have been working on a, a nft collection that could uh, help fund the game as well and and actually on that note i've been thinking initially i wanted no no it's just visual uh, because I really I want to make sure the game is as fair as it is today. Like uh, no, um, I mean of course it could be as I mentioned artifact NFT, which is another thing which will have bonus, but you will have to risk them. So yeah. basically, the idea in conquest is that you can have a bonus as long as you have a risk associated with it. And sure. for me, that keep the game uh, fair, or at least as fair as it is now. And so I have a few ideas for these avatars that maybe some of them could be like um, you could have different grade. Some of them you could deposit on the planet, uh, oh. and by depositing them on the planet, they give you bonus, but they they can be captured. Okay. Um, and but then you, you I also uh, another feature that I want to add is uh, culture points. So the more you the more you stay on the planet and control it, the more you acquire culture points for that specific planet. And when you are the top, you are allowed to maybe change the name of the planet mm. or do this kind of thing, but when you link about the avatar that was stuck on the planet, one cool thing you could do is that if an enemy captures this planet and your and this avatar NFT on it, they can they cannot take it unless until their culture point go higher than yours. Okay. And so you have a, a way like basically he's in jail until you and he, and he betray you at the end until you capture it back your planet. So sure. I think there is a really cool direction that conquest can take uh, and and maybe there that's why i mentioned like you mentioned funding like maybe that's where uh funding can go um yeah yeah um, yeah that's interesting I actually like the uh that that design it's like uh it's gamifying provenance basically where the the person who's owned the planet the longest has um some special bonus for that planet interesting um very cool so i mean i'm i'm excited about conquest it sounds like a really cool game. Um, I'll definitely be checking it out. I hope others do as well. Um, for for people listening who want to know more, want to try out the game, uh, where can they find Conquest? Where can they find you if they have questions? Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, on there is a website, conquest.eth.limo, L-I-M-O, but you can also find on Twitter, conquest underscore ETH. Very good. Um, and yes, and then there is a website, there is a Discord, all the links you can find. Um, and yeah, uh, there you can even play right now on DEFCON, so D-E-F-C-O-N.conquest.etherplay.io is a quite a long uh, URL, but you can also find that information on the website and you can actually play, but right now it's hard to join in because there is one, uh, actually two players who form an empire, but they took control of the whole universe. <laughs> And and yeah, anybody could come and take the the throne, but it's not. It requires either a lot of people and collaboration, or maybe a lot of uh, money to put in and capture. The, but then, then you are risking that that money. So yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm I, I'm and also I mean down the line there will be a new version. Like uh, so, the idea with Conquest is to launch to keep these running, mm -hmm. and of course people can leave them and go to the new version. Uh, but I think the new version will probably have, yeah, will uh, like we'll have to wait the uh, end of summer, um, and hopefully with with some of the new feature I mentioned, like definitely culture points. It's, it's something, uh, I, yeah, and, and hopefully 
I will find some time to update the UI a bit and improve the like the user experience. Very cool. Awesome. Well, Ronan, really appreciate it. I know we're out of time. So thank you for, for coming on today and talking about Conquest. Yeah, thank you. All okay. right, everybody. Join me next week for the Coin Press podcast. Bye for now.